And they, it's so cool because they're jumping all around each other and, you know, on the roof of the house fighting. And they fight up in the air like a Dragon Ball Z or something. You yep. know, poof, poof, do a bunch of like these, you know, what, like machine gun punches. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, good job. You know, I've taught you my final my final ability, right? Yeah. And it's bum rush. Bum rush. <laughs> bum rush. I know. And what's so funny about it is like, if you haven't gotten this ability yet, you should because it's really powerful. Oh, it's like- great. Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. And uh, we are now in the world of ruin on Final Fantasy VI. Um, one thing I want to mention before we get started here. Um, the next poll uh, and voting for the next game we're going to cover after Final Fantasy VI has gone live on Patreon and Subscribestar. Um, I, I made a, a bit of a mistake this time. Um, Usually this is reserved for $5 patrons and above. So mm. if you if you contribute $5 or above, you get voting privileges. Okay. But I forgot to do that. So it's actually open to everybody on okay. the Patreon for this time. Cool. So you could join the Patreon for a dollar or whatever and have the chance to vote. Um, the games that we're voting on are uh, sequels to games we've already done um, that people have been really wanting us to get yes, back to. Yes. So Xenosaga 2 is on there. Near Automata is on there, um, Metal Gear Solid 2 is on there, and Mass Effect 2. So those are the four games that are currently being voted on. So if you would, if you enjoy what we're doing here on the podcast, you want to contribute, you want to uh, be a part of what we're doing, um, of course, we have people that join the show live at yeah. the $10 level. You can actually chat with us uh, while we're doing it, um, or if you want to vote on you know what we cover in the future please go check out yep. our Patreon page uh, or subscribe, Starfeed Rather. And you also get an extra podcast episode, one per month, where we cover obscure things uh, during movies, the course. Movies, shows. Yeah, movies and other shows. Other games, shorter games. Like um, when we were doing Silent Hill 2, uh, Jacob's Ladder was brought up, right? Yeah. And we ended up watching that movie and doing a review for that and an analysis of that yeah. on Patreon. So you can go watch that now. It's live. Um, anyway, so just want to let people know that and... Uh, so now we can get into FF6. Right. Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, last time Kefka did a lot of... Dis- I, a lot of people say destroyed the world. It's not quite that. There's still mm. people. There's still towns. Most of the towns are still around. It's, it's not the people. utterly destroyed. Yeah. I guess that's not in, entirely um, evident at first when you're just on the solitary island with Celeste and Sid. It may seem more like, oh, I think everything Yes, you don't know destroyed. the extent. Yeah. yeah, but there's still people, there's still towns. Um, the, the, the continents have changed drastically. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite details is that the Serpent's Trench, which was that thing you, that Gaw gave us the helmet yeah. for that we like swam through, is now like exposed. So you like see almost like a serpent-like continent or strip of land yeah that used to be that and so everything has really changed that would um, be uh, the low places have been made high and the high yes, places have been low. made low yeah, that's right there was um <laughs> the with uh figaro I, hopefully we'll get to that point yeah uh, there's there's water where there used to be a mountain range and, yes you know some of that has happened yes so, that's very true. interesting the mountain and, and the figaro figaro castle can still pass through the ocean yes i mean not a problem you know whatever helped them do it before it's still <laughs> still works still it's works a piece of a castle it's a submarine it is um Although anyways apparently it, it crashed Oh, yeah. Something. Okay. So there's a lot that I want to try to get through today. I think we're going to spend yeah. most of our time in the very beginning part here in the solitary island. 
but um, we got really a lot farther than that. I think I put it into the pinned comment of the last episode, so go look there to see all the stuff that we played through. We mostly got through everything the same. He got two characters I didn't get. I got a character he didn't get. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So there's like a little <laughs> That'll bit. That'll be common, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of, um, uh, I guess, like discrepancy between that. But yeah. for the most part, we did mostly the same content. So yeah. um, let's do it. Let's get started. Okay. So it opens up on the solitary island. Um, this is where Celeste kind of washed up in the aftermath of everything. And she has been <coughs> in a coma for a year. And has been taken care of by Sid, who ended up there with her. There's just the two of them on this island by yeah. themselves. Um, and Sid is sick yeah. also. So he's not doing well, but he's taking care of Celeste. Right. And so <laughs> she um, she comes to kind of right as he's starting to, to take a turn for the worse. Yeah. Um, and so he... Starts to become sick, and she they, starts they taking care of him. They kind of switch places, because there's only one bed, right? There's only so one bed. as soon as Celeste gets out, he, <laughs> he yeah. lays down. Right. I guess he'd been sleeping on the floor this whole time, right? He, I guess so. Or yeah. outside, I don't know. Yeah, somewhere else. But, um, so she decides that she's going to, well, I'll just read some of the dialogue here. Hmm. Sid says, you're finally awake. She says, I feel like I've been sleeping forever. Sid says, for one year, actually, I thought you were out for good. Celeste says, a whole year? You watched over me the whole time? That's a long time. It's also curious how she survived <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a time yeah. before IVs. and <laughs> <laughs> for, for a year in a coma? I know. I mean, he must have been force-feeding her somehow. I, I have no idea. Must have been doing something. Is that, is that possible? Anyone who knows know. um, medieval medicine... Did they did they have ways of keeping people alive? Yeah, because I know when you're in a coma and you're not moving, your brain activity is, is minimal yeah. to almost nothing. Yes, um, you don't expend a ton of energy, so you don't need no. a ton of food. Yes. but I would assume in a year you do need some something, some stuff, water especially, and yeah. things like that. Well, also um, being in a coma for longer than even a few days. It, it results yeah. in horrible brain damage. Right, because so. <laughs> your brain atrophies. It's just yeah. sitting there. It's not doing anything. Yeah. The electrical signals aren't, they're just they're just not doing anything. It's not that it's impossible to wake up and become a mostly functioning person again, but it's <coughs> it's not likely that you will. Yeah, it's hard. Um, anyways, there's a lot of complications in modern medicine <laughs> addresses yeah, that they would wonder. not have had in this game setting, but whatever. Okay, now that being said, you know, <laughs> it is it is kind of important that a year has passed. Yes. This isn't the next day, right, where everyone's still freaking out. Like, a year later, people have started to rebuild. People yeah. have come to terms with how what things happened. are now. Um, people are kind of trying to make do in their new lives. Um, if this were just the next day or even a few days later, the world would not be in the state that we right. currently find it in. That's and a good point. I like the state that we currently find it yeah. in. And it would make sense if Celeste had been woken, had been awake for prior to this full year. However, um, they would have had to have showed us that or yeah. something or hinted at that. Yeah, right. And the way that it's presented, I think it's pretty forgivable. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that they do a pretty good job of showing a world, again, not totally destroyed because people have had time to sort of adjust yeah, to yeah. the state that it's in now. So, like I said, there's still towns. There's still people. Yep. They're just kind of people without hope and, like, things yeah. are kind of messed up. But um, they're finding a yeah. way to kind of survive, right? Yeah. So, anyway, 
Uh, Celeste asks, where are my friends? Where's Locke? Sid says, I don't know. I only know that we're here, and maybe we're the only people left alive. So he has no idea if anyone survived. Since that day, the world's continued to slide into ruin. Animals and plants are dying. The few people who washed up here uh, with us passed away of boredom and despair. Um, I I thought it was also interesting on this point about um, plants and animals are dying. Uh, On this, in this little section on the island, before you complete it, you can leave the little screen where the house is at and go onto the world map and sort of like walk around on the island. And you can encounter monsters there. Um, and like, that's right. Yeah. For the most part in the world of ruin, like the monsters are really different now. They're like way more, uh, monstrous, (laughs) less animal. Like I guess they're more poisonous. Yeah. And and uh, like those, uh, status effects. And yeah, well, like a lot of the monsters in the world of balance or the world before this, they would be like wolves and birds and squirrels and mm, things that look like sort of natural animals, right? Not not like straight demons. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And now they're much more demonic in yeah. nature. But well, the idea is that when Kefka destroyed the world, it unleashed these demons. Yeah. You, you um you kind of encounter this a little bit in some of the enemies that we fight. It's like this was a demon that arose while Kefka was destroying the world. Like, yeah. It's almost as if the warring triad had kind of sealed away through the power of a triangle, had sealed. <laughs> this is like the Triforce or something. They had sealed away these demons yeah. know, deep into the earth. Um, and not only did the earth just break when they got moved, uh, but the demons that were sealed away are have, have re-entered the world. Right. And we end up encountering a, a bunch of them. So for the most part in the other continents outside of this island, that's the type of enemy you'll find. Yeah. But here you find it's kind of like a, a squirrel-like enemy, one of the ones that would look more natural from the world before. Hmm. But they they automatically have like a status effect that, that drains their HP. So oh, yeah. they will just like die. They in just the already battle. have it. And mm-hmm. if, yeah. if they try to cast, um, I think it's like White Wind or some sort of healing spell, it'll say like not enough MP, which would indicate that possibly they've they've they're just out of energy entirely, right? Mm. They're they're dying. The animals are dying. Yeah, everything's dying out. Um, so That's I, I really, really liked that touch. Really I thought good. it was a really nice way to sort of show like it's not just the people that have been affected; it's animals yeah. and life in general all around the world. Um, so it's kind of a nice integration of, of gameplay there, sort of you know supplementing the story. Um, so Celeste then says to him, my friends, they're probably all gone. Sid says, Celeste, you're the closest thing I have to family. We could just live out our lives here peacefully. And Celeste says, I suppose so. Sid, or should, should I say granddad, may I call you that? Yeah, she calls him granddad. That's yeah. so interesting. And he's like, Gramps, eh? I'm overwhelmed. All of a sudden I have a granddaughter. <laughs> and that's <laughs> very, when he starts coughing. Very touching. Yeah. So yeah. they have this kind of moment where they bond. You know, we're the last two people surviving. You know, you can be like my father grandfather figure and you can be my daughter figure and we'll just you know try to do our best to like live out our lives or whatever there is a Um, sense in that that maybe one step removed which is why Sid is more of a grandfather than a father but there is a sense that Sid is one step removed from making her basically who she is because of the factory experiments and all that right so it's like she isn't the father, but she did have a hand in making her even biologically to the point of, of how she is now. There is some like connection there where it's yeah. like, the, even though Sid maybe didn't 
have the best intentions when he was infusing her with, you know, Magitek and whatnot. Um, he did make her who she is, and she is she can use it to be better because of it. Yeah. And so there there is a kind of a familial bond there. Yeah. And I'm I mean I'm sure they had a, a relationship of sorts. Maybe yeah. not close, but like something like a I don't know, maybe he raised her kind of in the labs. To or some whatever, degree, I'm right? sure. Whatever yeah. To whatever degree that was. <laughs> this reminds me a little bit of Stranger Things with L and then yeah, the, sure. the Papa. Yeah. Uh, the other guy that's with yeah. her, except yeah. maybe Sid is a little bit better <laughs> of a person. But it's a similar kind of situation, you know? And yes. it's like you do develop a familial bond with people like that. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, he's getting sick. He's hacking and coughing. Are you hungry? I haven't eaten three days or so, he says, ever since I became ill. Hmm. So what would you like? And he said, well... Unless I ask for fish, I'm not going to get anything because that's all there is here. <laughs> so I guess fish. fish. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to catch some. And um, I love it. You just go and the fish are just there on the shore. Yeah. You don't have to do much. And so there's two ways that this scene can play out depending on how you proceed. Um, there are fish that swim at different speeds mm -hmm. in the water. The fast swimming fish, the fastest, I should say, are like the healthiest. Oh, sure. So if you feed those fish yeah, to Sid. I had to feed them like 10 fish. <laughs> I had to feed them a lot. And I was like, come on, do something. I can't leave. <laughs> um, so did you, in, in your playthrough, did Sid survive? He lives? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you, you got the ending where he lives I, and fed him a lot of fish. I didn't, I actually didn't know what to do. Yeah. Is, so how, how would the scenario go where he does not live? If he does not live, um, like there's how a did, whole, how, there's how a whole scene where, well, you can either not feed him at all. Oh, okay. So well, you I would just, you that. would just leave the building so just go find the and rest. go back inside the house uh, again. And he's just, he gets back in bed and yeah. like, you know, you just keep going in and out and it's like the days without are passing fish. without fish. Mm. So that's one way. Or if you're only feeding him the poor quality fish, okay. he would die. Then he might have been close to dying because, <laughs> because I had to feed him like at least 10 fish. It took, it took a while. Yeah. So the, the idea maybe not is 10, maybe like five or six. There's really slow swimming fish that are like the poorest. And then there's like a medium and then there's like a fast. Okay. And you got to feed him like the faster ones and he, he heals up and gets healthy again. Hmm, and gotcha. then uh, in so doing, he'll say, okay. I was building this raft and he takes her down there and like shows it and then she gets on and takes off into the world. Right? Well, hold off. That That's fascinating because I actually didn't know the connection. I did notice that there were some fish that were faster and not, but I just got whatever fish I could. I didn't yeah. know there was a difference. Um, but it makes sense that the, the slower swimming fish are the ones that maybe are infected with some malady, just like the sure. squirrels. Yes. Where it's like they aren't like... You know, just think of like Chernobyl or something, right? Like <laughs> the animals, you know, that just can't survive very long there, you know, in yeah. certain ways. But then the ones that are faster are the ones that maybe came from deeper in the ocean or somewhere else, or right. they aren't infected with whatever this right. stuff has. So when right. you eat it, you're not getting the poison of yeah. the animal. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, I kind of like that. Um, there's, I think, a much better scene that plays when he doesn't live. He's really he actually dies. Mm. So she okay. becomes, in, she, she falls into a state of such despair, feeling like she's the only person left in the world, that she goes to the cliffside in the north side of the, oh, no, of the I islands. Didn't, I didn't see that. And um, it's, it's actually... I'm aware of this scene, but I did not see it. It's actually freaking crazy. Uh, mm. Some people have pointed this out. And, and there's a great video that was done on this that I think Dude McGuy shared um, a few weeks back. 
Um, and uh, I, I, I can't remember the name of it right now. If someone could pull it up, because I would love to call out the channel and, and, and send people in that direction. Because okay. um, I, I, he made this point, and I really liked it in the video. Um, but basically, they, they're sort of a mirror here between the opera scene where she throws the flowers. Yes, and throwing herself. And she talks about um, yeah. not losing hope or whatever, mm. right? And then in this <sighs> moment, being in just an, an absolute pit of despair, decides to throw herself off the cliff. You get kind of a light motif of her theme. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's this Corrupted video here. Under, understanding why Final Fantasy VI worked by Corrupted Save. That is the name of the video and the YouTube channel. Everyone should go and check it out. I thought it was really well done. Hmm. But um, he makes this point about how it's, it's sort of a, a reflection of that scene, but, you know, sort of turned on its head in this world of ruins. Yeah, that makes sense. And she yeah. tries to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, they censor it heavily. And then she washes heavily. up. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> in, in, the, in this version, but she's not successful in doing so. Right. Um, and so she washes back up. There's there's like a, a bird there or whatever. Yeah, the white bird. Um, they don't have, they don't have the text here in the script, which is a, a shame because I really should bring it up. Maybe they have it there. It says those others who were here, when they were feeling down, they'd take a leap of faith from the cliffs up north. Right. Perked them right up. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely doesn't sound like suicide. No. Uh, it, yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, that's the censoring part of it. But like. The subtext okay. of that leap of faith. Right? I can and tell you um, what actually a different, says. a different translation here. Yeah, is um, even the few survivors on the island lost hope one after another and threw themselves off the cliff on the northern cape. That's that's the real text, yeah. right? So, anyways, and I think there's there's actually a dead bird nearby that, mm. and it's anyways, it's all sort of symbolically showing her hopelessness. She throws herself off the cliff. The shot is just incredible. Like, she's like descending almost well, in it's slow like motion. Well, it's like slow motion, yeah. And and or there's I've just these this. like uh, sp tears. sort of flashes that her tears yeah, that are just like right. floating off as she falls. There's like four or five of them that are gonna float off, yeah. and, and and like the whole background just goes dark as she like falls. Um, and again, uh, reflecting on the the theme of the game, the the sort of ray of hope. In right. hopelessness or in the utter darkness, right? Yeah. Celeste survives this attempt at suicide. She washes back up and she sort of finds that again. And she yeah. goes back into the house and she finds out that Sid had been building this raft. And that's where she finds the raft. Now, here's another really interesting thing, too. Um, when when you're going back and forth and catching fish for Sid, yeah. um, you'll come back and he'll sort of be on the left of the screen, yeah, sort of getting back into bed. Yeah, like he's doing something. Like he was doing something yeah, yeah. and getting back into bed. And then at yeah. a certain point, he'll become so sick that he no longer is getting up. He's just laying in the bed mm, when you return yeah. um, as he like slowly is dying. But the, the, the implication there being that when she would leave, he would use the last of his strength to get out of bed and go like finish this raft while yeah. she was gone. And then when she would come back, he'd run back up and get back in bed again. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, he sort of sacrificed cool. the last of his energy to give her away a ray of hope or some to hope get off the island yeah. and actually go see if anyone else survived, if mm -hmm. there was anyone left in the world. So a lot of really cool details, extremely well executed. The music is just otherworldly good very good very good in this scene in particular when she falls um it's mm, absolutely incredible mm. um 
So to me, the canon ending or the canon scene is Sid dying and her falling off the cliff. I think it just works way better yeah. in like the scheme of the the story. But like, I mean, it's sometimes you just, you don't want Granddad to die, right? Like, no, <laughs> you don't. But um, it certainly feels different, like thematically, when he for lives sure. and he's just oh, I just have this raft. Bye. <laughs> Man, this game gives you a little too much freedom sometimes, sure, and you can miss. A lot of really important stuff. Yeah. So she finds the hope that she needs to go out yep. and see what she can find. And uh, first thing she finds, well, you can go to Albrook and stuff like that, but Sen, and, and I really like this because Sen is kind of on the north side of that continent. So you're kind of you're kind of forced to pass Kefka's Tower on the Oh, way. yes, yes. So like, you see it. And yeah. I, I just sort of cool. like saw like a, like a scene like cinematically in my mind, even though we've talked about how this game's not cinematic and all this stuff. <laughs> right. But I just saw this scene of like Celeste alone just going across this barren wasteland and all you see is like Kefka's tower and like getting a sense of what you're up against mm, right. after having just finally like kind of found some hope again yeah. and being like, okay, that's the goal. Like right, that's sure. what yes. I have to yes. like go up against. How am I gonna figure this out? Like, yeah. let's go find a way, right? And so like she presses on towards Sen and this is where she finds Sabin. Sabin is there and there's a building, like a house that's collapsing and he's like holding yes, it up. That was so, he's such strength. a beast, man. <laughs> he is such an absolute beast. It's yeah. so good. Um, before I went there, I was at Albrook, right? Yeah. And then the people are talking about Kefka's tower all the time. Yep. They're talking about the, the light of judgment that when Kefka doesn't like what someone's doing, he doesn't just kill them. He kills their whole town. And he he's like atop this tower where he sees all. Everything. Right. And he, he he's can, like basically the eye of Sauron. <laughs> he, it's, this is the tower of Sauron. And even as you mentioned, <laughs> yeah. Celeste walking across a barren wasteland with the tower next to him, knowing mm -hmm. that it's hopeless, um, that evokes some Lord of the Rings kind of stuff totally there does. as well. Yeah. Um, and then you also hear of a cult of Kefka, mm -hmm. right? Cult of Kefka. And then you walk around to this place, and there is something of, because the screen kind of flashes, right? And you get something of whatever this judgment, this light of judgment is that mm -hmm. happens. And that's when the, the house is about to break. And yep. Saban just shows up, and he becomes one of the pillars. And he's such a beast. I love it. Yep. Um, and so then you've got to go in and save the people that are there. And then as you come out... Uh, the whole house just like collapses. Yep. And you talk to Sabin and it's just like, whoa, not only are people here, but somebody I know is here. And I love the way that you're introduced to him because if you don't recognize the sprite right away, because there's like four or five other people on the screen at the time, um, you don't realize that it's Sabin, right? Yeah. And then, I, and I know I, I pronounce his name all kinds of ways in the same <laughs> paragraph. doesn't matter. Me too. Um, and then, but then she says Sabin and it's like, wait, what? That that is him. Holy cow! Like it just happens all at once, and it, the the way that we encounter characters from this mm -hmm. point on in the game, and how just almost mundane or normal it is, and how they're just in regular places. You yep. can easily miss them, yep. right? You just have to go and look everywhere because they could be just sitting in a cafe, uh, in a yep. bar, or <laughs> they can be all over the world in yep. all different places doing all kinds of different things. And in this case, Sabin is just kind of, he's just there. And it's yeah. just like, whoa, what are the odds? Yeah. Very cool. I love, I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and so there's kind of an interesting behind the scenes story here. Um, they had a plan while they were developing this, or maybe in, a, in an earlier build of the game where that time because you have like a, a time limit to like get inside and right. like save the little girl. When he's girl holding up the house. Get her out before while he's holding it up, before yeah. his strength gives out. 
they they had a scene planned where if you didn't get out in time, it would be a permanent death for Sabin. Mm. So like Sabin would would stay, and then he'd get crushed in the rubble and, and would be killed. And then like Edgar would come back later and and have this like horrible grief ridden moment yeah. of like digging through the rubble trying to like find the remains of his brother and be like I'll save you I'll save you and yeah. <laughs> I was reading that going like okay like <laughs> this game can get pretty heavy like we just had like a really heavy scene yeah. with a, a, an attempted suicide by Celeste right but like that's probably a little too far for Final they Fantasy held back. <laughs> they held back quite a bit and that's so funny because there is so much the seriousness within this game. Yeah. I also feel like um, when a lot of the serious things happen, they often feel the need to then lighten it up at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. There needs to be some brevity. There needs to be, and you can only do that so many times, just playing with people's emotions, you know? Yeah. And if something really intense has to have something really funny. A lot of the comments on our last episode we put up were people saying, hey, you're helping me realize how funny this game is, and that section of the game is the funniest section of the game. Yes. Because you've got all sorts of good stuff with, yep. with um, Ultros and also with, <laughs> anyways, really good stuff. But yep. it's also the, like the last episode, that's where mm. the world broke, right? Yep. Right? You need to balance things out properly. Yep. And if you're going to have a scene that's that heavy, but you don't have anything to balance it out, yeah. you, 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 I don't know, you, you may can... not want to put it into the game. Right. Well, and, and Final Fantasy kind of had this balance during sort of its uh i don't know like its peak years of popularity i guess where um there there always was that balance sometimes yeah. it's kind of hard to remember that i think that like people remember say final fantasy 7 as being right. this game that has these this deep meaningful yeah you don't find as much meaning in the comedy sure right? but it's there. It's, it, it's, it's all over. <laughs> I, I, every time I replay Final Fantasy VII, it's not like surprising because I know the game so well, but it's like, I think people easily forget how filled yeah. with comedic moments it is. It's yeah, like yeah. all the, the time. The silliness. All the, the freaking time. Over, it's just so, I mean, and, the, and yeah. we did Final Fantasy VIII. We did a podcast on that. Yes. game's hilarious. Yes, very funny. <laughs> yes. And then like, often lighthearted moments in yeah. very... Um, what would you call it? Trying times. Interesting times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but like they were genuinely very, very funny. And this game is no different. Um, Final Fantasy V is very much that way. And so they're filled with humor all the time. And I think they, they get this uh, sort of, they gained the sort of reputation as these games attempting like a high level of dramatic gravitas. And like it, it was. Yes, sure. But like not... To, that wasn't like all it was trying to right. do, and and it was very balanced. and And this game has a lot more comedic moments, I think, than yeah. a lot of people remember. Similarly, so, yeah. but in this world of ruin, there's less of that, and so there is going that heavy. I agree with you. Probably would have just like. De been so depressing that yeah. it might have like sort of gone one step too far. In that I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have put it past him though. Yep. Because, I mean, there there could be all sorts of characters where it's like, oh, really? They let that happen? Yeah. But that's just kind of, I don't know. So maybe they could have pulled it off. Yeah. Maybe. But they ended up cutting that. Um, so you just, I think you just get a game over. I can't remember. I've, it's been forever. I don't even know if I have ever failed this I don't know. I didn't. thing. But um, you get back out. Sabin decides to come with you. You convince him to... We gotta still go after Kefka or whatever. Yeah, it takes no time at it all. Takes I love no it. Time. A lot of these characters, they really don't have the will to continue. It's been a year, right? Like yeah. they're kind of getting used to things, and they're just like, "Well, 
I can't make a difference. I tried once. We failed horribly. Some of this stuff happened because of them, right? Yeah, like without right. Tara going and contacting the espers, Kefka likely never would have actually accessed mm. the Warring Triad, which is like, okay, you guys really screwed up the world, right? Yeah. Um, so there's some sense to like, even if you want to do it, you, if you don't know what to do, you're just going to make it worse. Yeah. Right. And that's been happening this whole time. Um, and a lot of the characters have a really hard time being convinced to come follow us. But Sabin is like so, so quick. He's not exactly like the deepest thinker, right? Yeah. He's just kind of, he goes with yeah. what he feels in the goes moment. The and when Celeste is like, let's save the world, he just gets it back immediately. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, let's do it. You know, yeah. he's not, he's not asking questions. He just, even though it didn't work last time, but it'll definitely work this time. So who cares? Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, they say in sports, I, I know that, uh, what's his name? So Sabin is a, a bit of a, I, I called him a meathead in one episode. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a bit of a jock type, yeah. you know, typical yeah. character. Um, and there's this idea in sports of having, having purposefully having a, a short term memory. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, if you're in playing football and you throw an interception, it's going to affect you the whole game. You're going to be thinking, oh, I shouldn't Beating have done that. But it's it. like, if you just forget that and if you, you just, just have back out. force yourself to have a short term memory so that you can go back out and do it yeah. all again. Um, Sabin exemplifies that really <laughs> well where it's like, what? Oh, who, so what man? It'll work this time for yeah. sure. And you're like, he's hundred percent on board. I yeah. Love it. Yeah. He, he is my good. favorite like character that. this playthrough. Yeah. So good. I, I, I've liked him a lot this time too. Um, so the next town I went to was Mobliz, um, or Mobliz, however you're supposed to pronounce that. This is where Terra's at. We're going to skip over yeah. this for now because... It got jacked, though. Yeah. That whole city got really yeah, jacked. Yeah, like really messed up. Yeah. Um, we're going to skip this for now because I came here once, then returned and recruited Terra. Yeah, you I came here. You didn't come back. I have not come it. back yet. So we're going to do that whole story together. Perfect, perfect. That'll be good. Um, so let's just skip ahead to... Nikea and South Vigaro. This is where yeah, you get to um, Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. I, like I love these lot. characters, man. I love. So Gerard is just like, of, of yeah. course, reorganizing the letters of Edgar's name, right? So he, he, he it's Edgar's sprite, but he's got like a disguise. So he's wearing yeah, different colored like darker clothes. clothes. Yeah, he's yeah. wearing, I would guess, maybe some either color in his hair or a wig or something. Yeah, it's like dark grayish. Gray. Yeah, and um, of course. Uh, well, you, you, it's, it's technically um, optional to have gotten Sabin at this point, so he doesn't oh, say right. a lot. He doesn't. I was surprised. Right. That's one of my notes. Yeah. Is like, how come Sabin's not like, yeah, hey brother? Because you. the idea is, you he he might not even be with you at this time. It might just be Celeste or Celeste and Terra right. or something like that. So they don't have him say a lot. But Celeste is knows it's Edgar. <laughs> she recognizes. He keeps trying yeah. to play it off, but. So, um, let's see here. Uh, Gerard says, what's your problem? Celeste says, you're Edgar, aren't you? <laughs> and he, and she's like, Edgar? And he's like, enough of this nonsense. I have things to do. He's like, I've been Gerard my whole life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be busy getting ready for our departure to Figaro. She says, don't play possum with me, Edgar, or do you, have you lost your memory? <laughs> Listen, my lady, I've been Gerard my whole life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gerard or whatever. Only Edgar would say, my lady, she says. That's right. It's like, <laughs> what? Everyone, everyone says that. What are you talking about? Yeah. So What's funny. the bloomin' fuss about? I love that. I, it, it, make, it gives me the sense he's trying to do, use like um, sort of a Cockney accent to like disguise uh, himself. Well, because he's What's one of all the, the bloomin' fuss What's about? What's all the bloomin'? And he's, he's uh, with these group of thieves, right? Yeah. And these thieves are supposedly, these are people who escaped from Figaro Castle. Yes. They were imprisoned in Figaro right. Castle. But Figaro seemed to have hit 
an obstacle under the sand. Yeah. Maybe something wasn't there before yeah. and they didn't know and boom, the castle breaks down and um, all these thieves are out and about, right? Yeah. And so Edgar is one of the thieves, basically. So, and he's, uh, it, it's it's really good. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, he's he's uh, teaming up with them and yeah, he speaks the way that they do. Except yeah. for my lady, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the words my lady are used all over the world. Uh, <laughs> you know how to get to Figaro Castle, don't you? So, and the henchman's like, go ho, do we ever. Yeah, you lead the way since it's buried. <laughs> he's trying to like, convince her that he's not in it's just so funny uh okay so they like take off right and um she kind of follows him they go through like a cave uh in so so they take a ship to the south figaro region that's right yeah. uh so from south figaro they go north to the cave that would have taken you over where the desert's at right um by the way we see siegfried in this oh yeah place and this is a correction, uh, actually, from last time. So yeah. I, I was like, wait, Siegfried? Is this Sieg Siegfried? Is Siegfried? There's actually two different characters. There's a Siegfried yes. and a Siegfried. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that. So we're going to learn. Siegfried is yeah. very strong. Yes. Siegfried <laughs> is a joke and yes. hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. we'll talk more about Siegfried uh, probably in another episode. But okay. there is an actual, like, legendary sword yeah. fighter, Siegfried. And Siegfried is like the sort of a wannabe version yeah. of that guy, right? He's another guy who's trying to be like him, but like isn't. He totally, total yeah. failure. Yeah, right. By the way, there's a, a place in the town while we're at Nikia. Um, I think it's in Nikia. No, maybe it's in South Figaro, actually. I can't remember exactly where, but there's a, a, a house that you go into and you talk to the people there and there's somebody in like the bottom right corner and you talk to them and they said something about jump on the turtle, jump on the turtle. Oh, oh yes. Never mind. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, that's hilarious. We don't know what they're doing. We don't yeah. see it. In Super Mario RPG, there's mm. a person in a corner of a, of a room who's like playing a Game Boy, you know? Yep, yep. And just like, you know, doing whatever. But I don't know what this person was doing. My guess is that's a Mario reference. However, the way when you're in the cave and you're kind of following the thieves in, you know, mm -hmm. they you have to jump on a turtle yep, to, to then go across. to the next side. Yep. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's not necessarily a Mario reference. I did initially think that it was a Mario oh, reference. Oh, okay. Um, but I guess that was a thief who was like going over in their mind, like what they're supposed to do, running it over. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. That must, <laughs> that must be it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you follow them, uh, over to Figaro castle pretty much. Yeah. Good yep. job. I used to, I used to have a turtle it says Gerard. And anyways, they get to Figaro castle. Uh, you all right? You were almost a goner. Oh, because you're like in the engine room and things go like there's crazy a monster there. that's yeah. kind of like taking like over a tentacle yeah. monster that's like yeah, it's gross, like <laughs> all over the engine turbines yeah. or whatever. So um, we all end up fighting it together. Yeah, you end up and then you end up joining. He he finally yeah. like gives up the charade and like yeah, he's, he's like, he, you're gonna help me fight this thing or what? Yeah, there's like a pincer <laughs> attack. So like you're on this side, he's on that ah, side. Ah, yes, you yeah, sort yeah. Of fight this thing off. That's right. Um, but the thieves all went into a back room or something. Yeah, there's a treasure, treasure room in the and back. And Edgar's like, the treasure's worthless. It's, it's yeah. nothing. And then uh, they all hide when the thieves come out, and they're like, oh, well, there was a monster here. I guess it ate Ed Edgar. So <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, they don't even look well, for him. They just dead. leave. And they just leave. And he's yeah. like, all right, I can Which is good for him, now. really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, there is a treasure in there that they didn't get. If you go up to the statue, there's a, a sword on it. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a... I forget what is it. I don't. It's like a. I can't oh, remember what, what it is it right called? now. It's, it's a, a scimitar, good, a scimitar, something like that. Is it the enhancer? I don't or think it's the enhancer. 
but it's it's some type of saber weapon. A saber, that's yeah, that you get. So like, don't forget to get that. (laughs) Uh, Not all the treasure has been taken, but yeah. Um, Let's see. So. Yeah, then we reunite with Edgar. He's down. He'll he'll join us. Yep. We can go Why, why the stupid farce, says Celeste. <laughs> well, I heard that Figaro had had an accident, and I wanted to help, but didn't know where to look. Then I heard that those idiots had escaped from the prison. <laughs> Celeste says, you needed to use them. He says, bingo, I had to wait until they led me to their secret cave. She says, amazing, considering that you threw most of them in jail to begin with. <laughs> uh, uh-oh, let's hide. And then they come <clears> out, <throat> boss, boss, ooh, must have been eaten by that thing, right? Um, don't you want to get your treasure back? Edgar says it's completely worthless. Besides, Kefka's the one we need to worry about. Those yeah. guys haven't committed any serious crimes. Oh, come on, then let's go. So that's pretty much how you recruit Edgar. It's kind of a funny scenario. Um, the next place you can go to is Kolingan. Yeah, this is where you go underneath the water mm-hmm. now, where there used to be a mountain Mountains, range. yeah. And you go under the water, and then, yeah, you're able to go to Kolingan from there. Yeah. Um, so this is where Setzer's just chilling at the end here. Yeah, that was great, man. <laughs> just that randomly was great. there. He's just like, chilling. Oh, Setzer, you're alive. And, uh, he's come cool. with us. He'll talk to us, but he like, yeah. doesn't want to fight. And he's nope. saying like his, his hope, his, uh, his, the energy to fight has been totally sapped from him. He has yeah. no interest anymore. I'm just a gambler. Yeah. I just, just want to be left alone. The world yeah. is too chaotic for me. What's worse. I lost my wings because he doesn't have his airship That's anymore. That's right. She's like, uh, but before the world collapsed, you fought with all your heart. You were fearless. And he says, and that was then, but we never, we'll never have that world back. I like that line. We can That's never right. have that world back. It gives the sense of the yeah. permanence of this exactly. destruction. Yeah. Which is, is something that really makes this game unique, particularly at this point in the series history. It's like, it really does give the sense that they failed to save the world. Right, it, yeah. they, Like what they're doing now is just trying to carry on in the darkness, but really, like, <laughs> like most of the people of the world, uh, like most of the world is just totally destroyed. Yeah. And they're just trying to do the best they can at this point, but they failed. And I really like, we can't have that world back. So, like, what's worth, why, why should we fight? What's the point if we can't get that world back? And that's what yeah. she's here to do. That's, the, that's who Celeste sort of represents yeah, yeah. in all this, is that, like we said, ray of hope. Mm-hmm. when everything is hopeless. Not just seems hopeless, but literally is. Like, there doesn't really seem to be a point to yeah, it. Yeah, it is impossible. Carry on anyways. Yeah, it is impossible to to regain the lost world. Yeah. But it may be possible to create a new, a new one. world. And yeah. that's that's what ultimately I think uh, Setzer is able to see. Like, hey, man, you know, <laughs> we can't go back to the past, but we can make the future better than the present. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's what she says. She says, yeah. you want to live in the, this world as it is? No, then right. do something about there it. There you go. And I love that's all she <laughs> says, and he's just, he's into it. But you know what's funny about Setzer, you have to remember, because he's like, oh, you've talked sense into me. I'm, I'm doing it now. I'm, I'm all in. But remember that Setzer was madly in love with Maria. Yes. And within seconds of meeting Celeste, he's like, you're more attractive than Maria, <laughs> right? Like, I feel like Celeste has a way 
with people in general, but with Setzer in particular, where she doesn't need to do much to convince She's him to do to something. Pull that hard. <laughs> she even cheats the coin flipping game. He can't find it in himself to even be mad at her. Like he just whatever she does, he respects her for yep. it. And so that's just his character. That's who his character has been. Uh, how his character has been presented to us up to this point. Yeah. So when Celeste says something like, come on, get your, get your act together and let's go change the world. Mm. He's like, oh, he he likes it when a woman talks to him like that. <laughs> <laughs> like he can't help it. He's just like, oh, you've got me. Let's yeah, go. He kind of needs that, right? Yeah. He needs that sort of like woman in his life to like push him to, uh, well, to push himself, I guess, to, right, right. to strive for something better. Because like you said, he's just a gambler. If he were left to his own devices, he would just waste his life away doing nothing to less than nothing right yeah <laughs> uh, whereas when somebody's there to motivate him to do the work like he's he's a force he's a force to be reckoned with yeah um so but he, he also hints too as we leave he's like i can't remember what the exact line is i could probably bring it up but he says something like uh you know we've got a there might be hope for another airship yeah he says um right. we're gonna get us another one airship yes. that is yeah. oh so good so it's like there's you just another hear one. about it and once again this whole section of the game is just like small glimmers of hope building on each other to become a a bright, you know, just like, you know, light. And every little bit of info that you gather, each new character that you're able to convince to come back with you, it all just kind of slowly begins to come into shape, um, to take shape exactly how you're going to be able to Mm -hmm. do this, right? And like, as soon as you just hear a line like that, there, there may be hope for another airship. And as the game player, it's just like awesome like so yeah. excited i can't wait you know and it, it won't happen for a while mm-hmm. but they've given you the little ray of hope that as the game player you can go back into the airship you can yes. it's it's gonna happen and, and they things are gonna get better that really embodies that sense I, I can't remember the name of the track let me actually pull know. it up here real quick because i'd like to like reference it specifically uh someone's going to tell me searching for friends that's the one thank ah, you searching for friends That's yeah, the that's the sense, what you just described. Yeah, yeah. right. Is this is embodied in this music in this here. song? Sure, yeah. It's like it's slowly coming into shape. Yeah, yeah. Th- doesn't this become the world map music at some point? Am I totally like no? It off does. On that? But when you first start playing, it's when not. you first see the open world, let's uh, pause this. Okay. When you first. Um, get to the op- overworld um, with Celeste when yeah, you don't have anybody. It's ju- you just hear the well, wind. The wind, the wind, yes. the which we've been talking. And this about. is so funny because yeah. I I had a note here. I guess I guess I just like didn't say it or whatever. Uh, the wind is just blowing. That's all you hear, and that's that's kind of the something along the lines of just like the hopelessness of the situation. You get up there, all you hear is wind. There isn't anything, right? There's nothing. Yeah. But as you slowly move to uh, recruit more characters, um, the world the map music does change gradually change yeah to yeah. this searching for friends piece which is a lot more hopeful yeah well i i just again i, I feel like it, it, it came to my mind like the music the the melody came to my mind as you were describing this idea of 
things are slowly a, a glimmer of hope upon a glimmer yeah, of hope. Yeah, glimmer like on it's glimmer. It's starting to kind of pick up and take shape. Yes. That's what I I love this whole section of the game. In that. that music, that yeah. searching for friends music mm. is like the perfect embodiment of that exact thing you described. Yeah. And it was just, I just thought it was funny that that music started playing like as, as a soundtrack underneath your freaking commentary. Like, as you were saying that. <laughs> I'll have to make sure the it's, edit it's, reflects that. It's like a perfect freaking reflection of that idea. And that's just what Uematsu was so good at at this time. Like, yeah. The, 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 he just knew how to evoke the right emotion. He did. Yeah. He was so good. Um, I, I've got the I got a couple notes here talking about this specifically. You mm. really start feeling the hope, and the game starts to get really fun in the world of ruin. Yes, which is so funny. Yes. The game was fun before that, fine, um, but this part of the game is just so good, right? And it, it, you know exactly what to do. You just have to go everywhere on the map and look high and low, and you just start feeling really adventurous, right? Mm -hmm. You're re-exploring everything. You're re-making con connections. Yep. The the impossible situation slowly seems to be more become more possible. Mm -hmm. um, and this part of the game is just amazing. The first half of the game is all a setup to get to know the characters for these moments, which yep. are so much fun. Good we just gather. go around spreading hope to a broken world. Everywhere we go, we strengthen others and build each other up, rescue people who are in despair, and renew a hope for the future. Yeah. And it, you just feel it too. And the yeah. music and the game, everything about it, you're just like, man, things are coming together and it's really looking up, which you may not have been expecting with the world of ruin initially as is sure um you you approach this world and it is it is desolate and and void of hope it's it's there's not much there but it doesn't take long for that hope to just start blossoming yeah. right and yeah. then you just see it everywhere yeah and it's really cool it's, I, it's, I love it's awesome it. it's awesome i i love this section of the game I, like i yeah. said last time where the the original plan didn't intend to have a world of ruin they were just going to end the game on the floating continent thought about that, this yeah. game is not the same without this part. i wonder it wouldn't it would have been as a good game on par with the ones that came before it had it ended at that point i don't think so. it would not have been no i think it's a good game up to that point. yeah it's good like but it's, it's it would really not good. have surpassed it no <laughs> it would not have surpassed <laughs> five and three and four and the ones that came before it um without this section of the game. This section of the game helps it to shine in a whole different way and helps you to really, really connect with these characters. Yeah. It's so good. So we're getting a connection, uh, correction here from Dude McKay. It's the, the airship music of the world. Ah, so that's, that's why, why I'm associating changes. it Me too. with Me too. the world map just because I'm flying around. That makes sense. But that's it, though. Yeah. Once you get in that ship, yeah. it's like, boom, you got your power well, back. Also, <laughs> going back to like a, everything feeling hopeless but then getting that ray of hope. Yeah. Like, we got an airship. The airship was destroyed. It's like my favorite part of these old school RPGs is I having know. the airship. And it's like, now we have, to have it he just gave us another glimmer of hope that we can yes. get an airship again. It's like, yes, finally fetching <laughs> another airship. So exciting. <laughs> the game's going to get good again. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically kind of the next uh, section is going to Daryl's tomb. Daryl uh, was um, a friend of Setzer's. I'll, I'll yeah. call her a friend uh, of his in the past who also had built an airship called the Falcon. And so you're going to uh, the place, well, Daryl's tomb, to try and find that ship. Yeah. So that's where he takes you. Along the way, you can stop at the Coliseum. And, and this is another correction I want to make to last week's episode. Because yeah. I, I think I had said something like, this is the last time you see Ultros. He, basically, he dies. <laughs> right, he right. doesn't die. Um, he becomes... <laughs> He goes to work at the Coliseum. It's classic, like, classic. You go into the Coliseum, he's just there, like, working in the freaking... <laughs> just working there. 
you know, you can talk to him or whatever, but like, it is the last time you That's fight true. him in the game, so you don't fight him again. But mm. it's just hilarious that he goes to, he just gets a job at the <laughs> he call. He just gets scene. a normal job. <laughs> That's what he does now. That's great. Uh, just octopus dude working at the Coliseum. So, um, anyways, we'll skip over that because not a lot of story stuff there. But I did yeah. spend a lot of time in the Coliseum because there's a lot of good equipment you can get from there. Like oh, a nice. lot. <clears throat> I have not yet actually even visited there yet. So, a couple things to know about it if mm. you're going to do that. Um, I will. You have to. Well, so I I don't like the Coliseum. As, uh, from purely like gameplay mechanics sense. Oh, okay. Um, you have no control over your party when they fight. They, uh, they, they act randomly. Course. And okay. everybody who watches this channel knows I hate anything that is done randomly. Where you don't have control. <laughs> Where you don't have control over yeah. the outcome. Um, so your, your characters will act randomly. So let's say, for instance, you had learned a lot of spells in the earlier part of the game with the character. Yeah. Now there's way more options of things for them oh, to for do. Oh, for the random, yeah. <laughs> where that's where right. what you really want them to do is just please, uh, I don't know, Edgar, use your dragoon ability to jump. Uh, that's yeah. what I want you to do. But I'm going to sit here and cast like life on the enemy or like <sighs> just some random spell, right? Just like waiting for them. It's just, I, I really don't like it. So I much prefer the way they did um, the arena battles in Final Fantasy VII, where they kept like hindering you every turn to make it hard and give it like a gimmick, but yeah. you still controlled the character that was in the battle. But anyway, neither here nor there. You have to bet an item. You have to like, it's not really betting though, because you lose it whether you win or lose the battle. Oh, okay. It's like an entry fee sort of. Oh, sure. So you have to like give this item Just from your it. inventory and you have a possibility of winning this one instead. Hmm. So there's lots of equipment that you want to like give that you can get really good stuff and re like really good stuff hmm. but it can be very hard um because again you can't control the actions of your characters <laughs> and some of these guys yeah. are really tough okay um i think hmm. you can even fight siegfried in this coliseum Ooh. so like there's um anyways there's a lot of cool stuff there but not a lot of story stuff to talk about so we'll kind of skip over that okay so you head over to daryl's tomb daryl sleeps here it's a big yeah. Big tomb. Yeah. <laughs> with lots of underground <laughs> passageways. Sister says, this brings back a lot of memories. I like the shot here. Like, again, there's just such, like, great abstract storytelling happening. So he's kind of, like, walking down. It's like a profile sort of yeah, sideways, yeah, sideways staircase going down, 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 down. And it's black. And so, like, it's there's almost a projection up above yeah. where it sort of, like, plays out the flashback. Um, it's just really cool. Yeah. It, it, we we kind of talked about this earlier when... They did the flashback for Sabin in the castle where he went oh, and yeah. sat in the chair yeah. and then there was like that panning shot that yeah, just kind of so comes good, down. So good. It's like you're almost going back through time kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what's happening here. As we go yeah. back into this tomb, we are going kind of backwards in time. Yeah. It's really cool the way that yeah. they do it. So, um, so now he's seeing the memory. So Daryl is speaking. This experimental airship is probably a bit unstable. Mm -hmm. And he says, you can't be serious. Uh, what are you trying to prove? Uh, watch your step. She says, if something should happen to me, the Falcon's yours. And he says, nonsense. I'll win the Falcon from you when I whip you in a race. You'd better uh, clear out of the way. It's like big talk, Buster, she says. Uh, there's nothing like flying. Come on, stop lagging back there. Okay, so we, I love that we got the scene with Sid. 
who said yeah. that the casino being in your ship makes your <laughs> ship way slower. That's right. <laughs> and that's like the reason it's not fast it's enough. It's the reason it's not faster. Well, you know what's funny? The Falcon. That's his own, what would you what would you even call that? What am I trying to say? Ego. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's your own baggage that's yeah. holding yourself back from being the fastest or yeah. the best or whatever it right. is. It's the things that you have that won't let go of that you won't sacrifice towards what yes. you think is your highest good. It's like, well, yes. you think that that's like the, the, the best thing in the world is to be fast. That's what you say. But your actions show yes, a different story. Right. Your actions tell me that gambling and women is more are important. way more important to you. Mm. And because of that, you'll never get the thing that you say you want. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's not willing to do what it takes to be the best. Yes. He, he can't give up the, the casino and the ship. And <laughs> the Falcon, so uh, which we do get after this, doesn't yeah. have one. Oh, there you it go. It doesn't have a, a casino inside mm. of it, right? So the new, and it's a faster airship. So um, they're racing and whatnot, uh, kind of bantering back and forth. Uh, Come on, stop lagging back there. Or do you like chewing on my wake? He says, listen to you. Yeah. She's like, uh, this time's for real. I'm going to break every record. I'll be known as the woman who flew closest to the stars. And he says, back before sunset, uh, I'll be waiting for you on the hill. And then uh, the wreck of the Falcon was found a full year later in a distant land. Right. And I love this shot, too. They have him kind of standing on a cliffside. Everything's got a like, red sunset in the distance. That shot is, is beautiful. It's the amazing. background looks so good. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. They use um, it again later. He says, I restored the craft and then put it to rest down here. Uh, so his friend, possibly girl he liked in the past, right, um, created or built the fastest airship. She, she was yeah. a little too reckless with it. She <clears throat> yes. crashed and she died. It's kind of like an Icarus story here. Yeah, too close. Like, yeah, you too fly. close to the fire. Now, in that story, <laughs> it's too close to the sun. To the sun, yeah. But like she's trying to get to the stars, yeah. right? And it's the Falcon, which is Star Wars, right? So right. it's like she, <laughs> obviously, the, all the, the Star Wars references abound here. Um, but she got too, she just went, she went too high, I guess. Yep. And that was uh, her downfall. Yep. And so he says, I restored the craft and then laid it to rest down here. Edgar says, this is the Falcon? He says, I put it in storage. I couldn't bear to look at it, but now it may save us, the Falcon. Uh, Edgar says, I finally think we're going to pull this off. So again, we're starting to feel yeah. like maybe there's a chance. Hope's picking up. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> uh, we can attack Kef Kefka's tower from the air, says Celeste. Edgar says, the Falcon's going to give us one last chance at that guy. But first we need to find our friends, says Setzer. Right, first things first, uh, for once I feel hopeful. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is probably around the first time you would hear that music, the searching for oh, friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, when you get, in you the get airship. into the airship and That's start right. flying. So, um, good stuff. Uh, the next town, oh, oh, sorry, I almost skipped this. So they see a bird flying. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, right. And Celeste is like, yeah. I don't know why, but something tells me mm -hmm. we have to follow that bird. Something tells me there's something important about that, right? Yeah. Um, well, so that, she that. saw the bird on the beach yeah. when yes, she was washed say. up. Yes. Uh, they see it again now. And so just keep that in mind for later in the game. Sure this, this bird, something important she feels about this bird. Yeah. So. We're going to play tag with this bird for, <laughs> for, for a while. Uh, okay. So I think Miranda and Zozo come next here. Um so Lola, this is the girl from earlier in the game who had been writing the letters back and forth yeah, with her boyfriend right. in um, Mobiles, I think. Mobiles, yes. Um, and, uh, you know, we had kind of delivered those messages back and forth. So she's still here. 
Um, look, my boyfriend in Mobile sent me all these flowers. Tons flowers, of flowers everywhere. <laughs> and but they're not like normal they're not, flowers. Yeah, they're, they're handmade. They're made of silk. silk. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, this takes a lot of care to make these things. And she yeah. has like twenty of them. Yeah, in her house. <laughs> tons of them. And she's just inundated with letters from her her previous lover. Yeah. And these are letters he has written to me. And they're all like, what? <laughs> but wasn't Mobles demolished by Kefka? I mean, if you had been there, you would have seen that already, right? And even had the yeah. f- kind of first scene where meeting Tara there, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, somebody else must have written these. Um, uh, read the letter, uh, yes or no. My beloved Lola, we're still busy trying to rebuild this town. If all goes well, I'll be able to come home to you soon. This handwriting looks like Cyan's. Yes. But where is he mailing them from? <laughs> uh, she says, could you please attach this reply to a carrier pigeon? So by doing that, you're going to then follow this bird to where it's yeah. carrying the letters and find uh, Cyan there, find right? Cyan, yeah. <laughs> this is how you find him. Uh, so you do the favor. Thank you. Um, Zozo, right? Yeah, so it takes you to Zozo. This is where the, the letters are being sent from. Um, kind of go through uh there's a, a door there's that the was one guy that before. tells the truth yes. yeah you gotta talk to him <laughs> the one door that was rusted before we can go through there now takes you through a cave that gets you into the mountains um and then you know you find cyan at the top cyan you're alive oh and it's that shot too where cyan's at the top where it shows the background yeah similar slash possibly the same background as um the one with um with uh, Setzer, Setzer except the the tint is different. Yeah. So for that one, it was like more of a sunset tint, right? Because when people die, the sun sets. <laughs> Welcome to art. Um, yeah. But in this one, it's daytime. But I think the background's the same. You can see a seam in the middle where it's a mirrored image on both sides. But yeah. I think it's the same image. It's just a different color. Right. Um, so this one's more of like a bluish yeah. hue. Uh, yeah. But um, but Cyan is just kind of standing up there. It looks like a beast. It's really cool. <laughs> it's such a cool Cyan's shot. Cyan's awesome. Cyan's great. He is a beast. It's until uh, we tell him that we... and Well, he notices we're there until he, he starts to realize that we may have read his letters. And he freaks out <laughs> and he becomes, he becomes a little like... Tries to hide just so all the funny. flowers. He grabs them all. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, dude, we already saw it. That's where we came from. Yeah, right. It's so funny. He's so embarrassed because it's not gentlemanly to behave in that manner. Right. Yeah, I love uh, his character. So I shall go with you. I shan't leave the world as it is. But how did you find me? Wait, don't tell me you read the letters. And like ah, runs in there. That's when he freaks out. <laughs> These, they're um, well, he, he merely was, a diversion of mine. <laughs> he was like reciting poetry before that, though. He's like, the world before the fall. Delightful is the light of dawn. Noble <laughs> is the heart of man. And it's so funny because he's, he's just being such a beast in every sense yeah. until he, fi- he finds out we read his letters. And he gets he's all embarrassed. So embarrassed. I love it. Yeah. Uh, they, they tell him like, these flowers are gorgeous. Says, mm, this is an outrage. This is an <laughs> Seriously? Outrage. Yeah. <laughs> I learned of that poor girl when I passed through Miranda. Uh, when I heard that she sent a letter each day, but never received any replies, something inside me snapped. As I wrote right. to that girl, I realized I was very much like her. I was looking behind full of despairs. My eyes or despair. My eyes were closed and then something changed. I bumped into Sir Gaw in Miranda. Yeah, that's right. He said he had to become stronger if he was to face Kefka. Kefka. Yes, of course, <laughs> <Okay>. sure. <laughs> Gaw is like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to kill Kefka. I got to get stronger. So I'm going back to the Velt <laughs> to like go, learn go more. Just go run with monsters. Yeah, yeah. Learn more monster abilities, right? That's great. Um, he probably returned to the Velt. So, um, yeah, so you go back to the Velt. This was the last character that I had um, 
recruited at this point. But, I mean, there's not really much to this. You just yeah. go to the Velt, you run around until you get a battle where he returns. And it, well, he but acts it's important like nothing to only happened. have three. I know, it's Oh, hilarious. yes, you have to have three in the only party, three. not four. And that's a mistake that's easy to make, but there's some people in the Velt. If you go into a cave, there's like a group of four people. And they'll and tell he, you. And he, well, it's kind of cryptic. They're like, hey, um... That guy only that guy shows up, but never when all of us are present. Right? And <laughs> yeah. and there's four of them, Giving right? The it's hints. like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. If you keep talking to him, I think they do eventually tell you, hey, drop a, a party <laughs> member. If you're not seeing Gao, drop a party member. Yeah. <laughs> but initially, it's like kind of sure cryptic. you understand, yeah. Yeah, I love it. About Cyan um, and his... Um, this is great because some of what happens here, some of him writing letters to Lola, which is not at all in character for Cyan... Um, makes a lot more sense once you go back to Doma Castle uh, and once you see kind of his past a little bit. Right. Um, in fact, a lot of this um, makes more sense. You know, he, he's, he, he really does keep his emotions bottled up on yeah. purpose, right? And, you know, he's, he feels oh, these emotions. He just doesn't so express them very well. You went back to Doma Castle I've with him in the party. Yes. See, uh, that's funny. I didn't oh, do he, that. He I went there. there before he was back in. Go I, back, just, I recruited go back. treasure or I grabbed treasure uh, and stuff. You got to go back okay. now. Okay, I'm going to do that. It's a big deal. Okay. Um, and then, um, but what's so funny is that he's like, oh, you know, let go of the past and move forward. And he, he found a way to write these letters. The trouble is what he was doing was causing this girl to now hold on to her past, mm. which cannot be manifest and which right. is gone. And so, you know, by virtue of him discovering, you know, this new meaning in his life, it came at the expense of this woman being able to move forward herself. So he writes Makes this sense. final letter that's like, hey, sorry, I'm not, your, your, your boyfriend died like forever ago. Right. He's gone. Uh, but don't let this ruin you. you. You know, use this to become better and to move forward and all that. Kind of reminds me of that um, side quest in Nier, right? Where the, oh, there's that like one? woman in the, t in the, in the beach town. And like yes, they were writing the letter right. to tell her that her right. love was still out there in the world somewhere. Yes. And you had to like decide whether like you're going to tell dilemma. her the truth or not at the yeah. end of it. Kind of a similar thing that he's doing here. That's right. That's interesting. Okay. So um, Jadur would come next, which was where you would get Realm and Strago. I have yeah. not done that section yet. Okay. Okay. Also, Shadow is in the cave that you go on your way to Jadur. I think. Well, no, because you would fly there. Anyway, there's a cave on the Velt. No, that's where it is. It's in the cave on the Velt. Oh, okay. You go in there, and I think you go through that, and shadows there. So I haven't done that quite yet either. I stopped right before that. Okay. And you haven't gotten Terry yet. Nope. So I think we're going to have to stop here. Okay. <laughs> I've got it's a to, little earlier than met, usual. Have you met Duncan again yet? Yes, yes. Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's talk about that. That was Duncan. great. Okay. So you go to that house. And Seven shows up, and I guess Seven hasn't seen Duncan in a, a very long time, right? Yes. But it's well, at least been a year to be since dead. the whole thing broke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he, he, for him, it's been even longer. Well, right? I think if you when you go back to South Figaro, his widow is there, and that's you can right. go talk to yeah, her, and she'll just tell you like, yeah, uh, he's still alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a ruse or whatever. So like, yeah, she tells you where you can find him. Basically, it's like up in the north where Narsh used to be. In like a. Did you visit Narsh, by the way? Uh, and there's not really yeah, much not there. Much. I, although in the caves you can find Mog. So yeah, I haven't done that part. Yet. Oh, okay. I haven't okay. gotten Mog yet. Um, but yeah, when we go up to see Duncan, um, it's hilarious because he's like, "Okay, we're just like you know, happy greetings, everything's great, oh, wonderful." And then Duncan brings up like, 
so should we spar? Like, <laughs> should we should we fight again just like old times? And Salmon's like, oh, sure. And they just start fighting, right? Yep. <laughs> they just go at it. Yep. And they, it's so cool because they're jumping all around each other and, you know, on the roof of the house fighting. And they fight up in the air like a Dragon Ball Z or something. You yep. know, poof, poof, do a bunch of like these, you know, what, like machine gun punches. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, good job. You know, I've taught you my final my final ability right yeah. and it's bum rush bum rush <laughs> bum rush i know and what's so funny about it is like if you haven't gotten this ability yet you should because it's really powerful oh, it's like, great it's if, great if you if you uh <laughs> equip like anyway i think it's like holy elemental um if i'm not mistaken so if you equip earrings oh, on yeah. which boosts your magical uh power on yeah, yeah. sabin and you use this blitz, you can be doing upwards to like eight, nine thousand damage nice, nice. on an attack with this, like right now in the game. Which is, so he becomes really strong at this point. You should definitely go get this ability. Yes, get this but the for fact that sure. it's named Bum Rush is kind of funny. It's just questionable. I don't know. It's, it's just funny. funny. It's just funny that like the <laughs> ultimate freaking ability, like the ultimate uh, martial arts <laughs> move, is called Bum Rush. <laughs> It's so good. And the way he learns it, too. They just fight each other, and then eventually it's like, oh, you've learned it now. Yeah, right. Congrats. You can do the move. Yeah. It's so good. Good stuff. I love this game, man. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, because there was some stuff I did he didn't do, stuff you did I didn't do, we'll leave off there. But um, there's a part of me that wants to just, like, finish the game, and then we'll probably split it into two episodes. That's all I I don't think we'll be able to get through everything next time. Okay, okay. But I do want to just, like, Take everything off the table so that and be we can able to just, just tell talk everybody. About it. Okay. So, well, everybody, if you can finish the game, try to just beat the game. <laughs> but for next time, um, uh, we won't talk about everything probably because we won't have enough time to do that. But I think that uh, we'll be able to wrap this up in two more episodes, and there will be a lot to talk about. I know for sure there's gonna be a lot to talk about in the final one when, when yeah. the final battle with Kefka. There's a lot of great stuff there. So, um, in any case. Uh, well, by the time this goes live, you will have already seen it, but we have a surprise recording we're about to do right now. <laughs> Something very special. Although by I, the time this goes up, you will have already you seen it. You have already seen it by then, but anyways. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll <laughs> see you again next week. Peace out.